Hello and welcome back to another episode of the True Canna Cast. Before we get started, I just want to give out a big shout to our friends and sponsors at Nasha Genetics and Cream Genetics. We had a fucking awesome time with those guys at Spanabis back in March. And yeah, it's been fucking a lot of fun since I've uh, teamed up with them and we got a lot of exciting things in the pipeline. So big shout out to them if you're not already following them check out the post i made on instagram and follow them and keep an eye out for some of our collaborations going forward so we're back another episode of the true cannacast the most inconsistent podcast in cannabis podcasting man i wish i could uh take a leaf out of the book of some of my own favorites who are a lot more consistent than me but i gotta be honest with you guys life's a struggle and finding time amongst all the other priorities this uh it's been difficult to to sit down and get an episode done i've had a lot of shit to do and yeah i've been busy as fuck so yeah lots been going on in my life and lots to catch up on so yeah where should we start let's go back to spanibis oh man was it so good to have an event happening again i miss spanibis so much it was it wasn't as busy as normal but it was a lot busier than i expected because of travel restrictions and vaccine required and bullshit like that, it meant that the majority of the English people that normally come over weren't around. So that was kind of disappointing. But even without them, the amount of people that turned up and how busy it was, was quite a surprise to me and a pleasant surprise at that. So props to Spanabis for putting together an amazing event this year. And for everyone that did turn up, it was great to see everyone. I was so busy that I didn't even really get a chance to leave the booth. As you probably know, I was teamed up with Nasha Genetics and Cream Genetics on a booth with those guys. And we had just the most amazing time it was so cool to be on a booth with a team of passionate people everyone was super motivated the vibes were amazing uh vincent van terps uh the guy who's the main breeder for nasha genetics was there it was the first time that i got to hang out with him and really talk genetics and it was amazing to speak to him and find out what his likes were and learn some tricks off of one another and as any good grower knows, you'll never stop learning. And when you get the opportunity to be around other passionate growers, I'm the kind of person that asks a lot of questions and tries to find out as much as I can because there's just so much to be learned. Uh, I often say to friends of mine, like if I could get together like a team of like a dozen of my favorite growers to do a legal project and all be working together, that the the amount of learning and the evolution and growth that each of those growers would make and the things that we'd be able to achieve as a collective would be incredible because no offense to a lot of the big outfits but it does seem like a lot of the like big 
money operations in America, they they have a couple of people who know what they're doing and then they just bring in a lot of other people who are kind of just working for a wage rather than people who are passionate about it and all of the projects that i've seen that really do shine are the ones where you see a proper team of growers and you've got like a a main guy that's come in and built a proper team around him not just had employees that have just been chosen for them it's a it's a dedicated and like sought out team of passionate growers and then when all of those growers are together and they're doing something that they love and they're passionate about and everyone's humble and willing to learn and like passionate about learning then the evolution and the the improvements and the, the incredible things that can be achieved are on show so i know that can be done and that's something that i've always thought about and yeah when i when i get to speak to growers that's something i always appreciate and i love just uh even the times when i've traveled and been around other growers uh, like back in the day when i was on the east coast there were there was growers like grateful head specifically who i would watch when he was gardening because sometimes you don't even notice the things that you're doing as a grower. There are so many little things subliminally that you do that when you try and teach someone to grow, it's hard to put all of those things into words. So really you have to kind of shadow a grower to kind of really learn. Uh, an apprenticeship in that sense is is essential and like an amazing thing as far as growing. And I hope that going forward, you do get things like that. And uh, when there are legal operations that people do take on that role of apprentice, and learn to do all of these things from people with more experience because when you are doing it like that and you actually see it be done you pick up a lot more if you're observant and if you care enough to want to learn and notice all those intricacies so yeah that's something I really love and Spanabis was amazing I I was fucking exhausted uh, normally I have my dad come over and house it for me so that I'm not worried about the dogs being locked up all day. So that never happened this year. And also I normally have my cousin with me who helps with everything and just makes my life infinitely better when when we've got on big expos and things like that and Spanabis every year. So this year was the first year for like six years that I haven't had those two with me helping me out so it was a struggle doing everything on my own and having to leave real early and get to Spanabis, find a parking spot get into the event and then do a big long day and get home do all my gardening walk the dogs feed myself go straight to bed and then wake up again like six hours later and do it all over again so it was a strain and one of the things that I did realize from Spanabis was that normally I get sick at Spanabis because I'm run down so I have like a bit of a sore throat by the end of it and I've always put it down to smoking too much but this year I wasn't doing none of the socializing in the clubs like I normally do in the evenings and during the day I was so busy that I probably only smoked like maybe two free joints throughout the whole day so I wasn't smoking a lot either so I realized that what actually runs me down is actually talking 
the fact that I'm talking constantly because my God, anyone that knows me and the fact I've got a podcast kind of explains itself is that I can talk and talk and talk when it comes to growing and genetics. So when I'm presented with passionate growers at an expo, that's where I really shine because I love those conversations, finding out what people are looking for, what they do and don't like, and kind of guiding them to a purchase of something that I'm pretty sure that they're going to be happy with and come back and get more seeds from me. So yeah, I'm pretty passionate about that interaction and I really do love it because those are where you get an opportunity to meet growers that really care about what they're buying and what they're growing and people who want to do pheno hunts and find their own unique standout keepers. So that's one of the things I really love about Spanabis. I didn't get to catch up with a lot of people at Spanabis, but I still managed to see a few people. One of the people who I do want to shout out is Old School Genetics. If you're not familiar with Old School Genetics, uh, he's a Barcelona-based grower who, as the name says, has a lot of old school genetics. And when I had a little walk around uh, the the hall that we were based in I managed to see him and he gifted me a bunch of beautifully grown flavors so yeah definitely to anyone who's looking for old school genetics you couldn't go wrong with any of the work that he's doing everything I tried from him was beautiful and it did stoke up a lot of nostalgia with some of the flavors it's incredible how you can kind of smell something can be just shot back 20 years to like your mate's living room where you just got some bud from some a friend of a friend and it reminds you exactly of that occasion or that memory so yeah I do I do like some nostalgia and some old school terps so it was interesting to see some of old school genetics work with some cheeses some lemon things yeah there was a few cool little hybrids he had so yeah definitely check him out if you're a connoisseur of the old school or if you're new school and you want to find out about some of the old school flavors and yeah just in general we had a great time at Spanabis I got to to see Basement Chuckers uh he's a great guy uh got to see Remo seeing Remo was great he came over and met the the man behind Nasha Genetics smoked some incredible charis that was real cool uh yeah, it was just a great, a great weekend. Everyone was super happy to be back at an expo. Matt, a great gardener, he was there, came and gave me an amazing little atomizer spray bottle for my clones because I was complaining about always getting shit spray bottles that break. So I'm chuffed with that and my clones are loving the beautiful misting that that gives. So yeah, big shout to him. And also he's uh, Lady Sarah who is, I think it's sweet grass extracts and she placed at the Dabadoo. So props to her. Those two are awesome. One of my favorite power couples in cannabis are those two. Just amazing, incredible people, such passionate people, such a love for cannabis and each other and the whole community. And yeah, they're always just a fucking beacon of love and 
light and good energy so it always pleases me to catch up with those two and see them around anyone that knows them or is fortunate enough to be around them knows what wonderful people they are and how lovely they are to everyone no matter who you are they're they're the definition of the type of people that show everyone love whether you're just a grower that just come along to show some love and grab a pack of seeds or if you're some highly respected can of celebrity they give everyone the same amount of love and respect and yeah that's uh not always the case in this industry so it's one of the things that stands out about those guys and seeing them and matt especially doing what he's doing with house of the great gardener in canada now that there's a legal market and seeing how well he's being embraced is incredible so yeah make sure that you're a follower of those guys online if you're not already since Spanabis, we've uh, seen a nice influx of people start to come back to the city, which is pleasing to see. It was a hard time for all of the clubs and all of a lot of my favorite restaurants and food spots as well. So it's good now that the tourism starting to flow back and I'm hoping that we're going to start to see more events and a lot more social activities and things like that in the clubs. And I hope to see a lot of my friends friends and people from the UK back over once the vaccine passports and vaccinations not required for you to get entry into Spain I know that will be the tipping point for a lot of people to come back so yeah I'm looking forward to that because myself and Nasha Genetics and Cream Genetics we want to do some cool things put on some events have a few big smokeouts and yeah just just do some cool social things with with some of the clubs in town and put on a few little uh, fun little parties and stuff like that so now that summer's starting to kick in and travel's starting to free up we're gonna definitely be putting our heads together and coming up with a couple of little events so make sure that you're paying attention to that and of course there's a couple of uh, expos coming up so we're gonna be attending those there's the Mary Jane Berlin Expo which is Berlin, Germany, and Nasha Genetics, Cream Genetics, and myself are going to have a booth there. So if you are in Germany or you know anyone that's in Germany, give them a heads up. Let them know that we're going to be there for the Mary Jane Festival Expo. And yeah, we're going to have loads of genetics available, loads of good deals, and it'll be great to meet some people. If there's any good growers out there, come and show us some flowers. We would love to smoke some of your wares. So yeah, give us a shout. Make sure that you uh, are going to come and say hi if you are in Germany. Another one that we're going to be doing, which I'm super excited about, is Product Earth in August. Uh, the, the Mary Jane Berlin, while I remember, I think that one is the 15th, 16th and 17th of July in Berlin. For anyone that wants to know, I will try and put a link to that in the in a post on Instagram for the True Canacast page. So keep an eye out for that. And like I was saying, the one that I'm most excited about, obviously being from the UK and having not been back there for over fucking like what must be three years now is Product Earth. 
product earth is going to be happening and we are going to have a booth there booth number 404 i believe it is so you'll be able to find us we will have some incredible deals loads of hype new genetics yeah it's going to be so much fun i'm going to have some new limited release stuff and some special releases digging out a few things from the vault doing a few special offers so yeah make sure that you come and see us at product earth this year and we will have some special things and just can't wait to catch up with everyone socialize party smoke eat good i hope there's uh, some good food vendors at product earth i need to eat some jamaican food i need to eat some good indian food when i'm back yeah these are the things that are most important to me <laughs> when it goes to being in england and getting food inside me there's some good west indian caribbean food and some uh, some real curries some good indian food i miss those so i'm looking forward to that and yeah product earth make sure that you you've got your tickets and you're going to be coming along because there's so much going on at product earth it looks like it's going to be such a good event there's the after dark part which is where everyone's like partying there's loads of uh, musicians and things like that late night entertainment there's tent areas so people can camp you can bring camper vans there's going to be loads going on there's going to be stalls and things in the late night area like the after dark area as well so throughout the day you're gonna have loads going on i think there's like a skate park as well all kinds of cool shit like that and then there's just going to be so many vendors from what i can see everyone's jumping on product earth so it's going to be super busy and it really needs everyone's support i know for a fact that last year it was not a money maker for anyone that attended everyone who attended would have lost money but for them to attend meant it was possible for the event to continue and occur again this year so you have to realize that when it comes to these events and having to happen when there was still kind of the the problems from covid still affecting it last year's event you got to show a lot of respect to everyone that vended and turned up because it was those people by making it happen last year that enabled it to continue and be a success and then us have the opportunity to do it this year and to really make a success of it and for everyone who turns up to really kind of claw back a little bit of the money that they put into it last year because I can assure you for small businesses in the industry it is a very very expensive thing to do and a big risk when it comes to putting in the 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 money and the time and all of the effort that it takes to travel to these events so i know there are some companies where they've got big bucks and they can throw it down and it means nothing to them it's just written offers like expenses but for a lot of the industry we're just on the come up and putting down the money to do these kind of things and attending these events it really is a big risk for a lot of us and when we have the opportunity to do it. We have to fucking support it because it's going to grow and it's going to get better and better and better. And that's for everyone, including all the people that attend, because the more 
attendees and the more success there is, the more everyone's able to expand and make it a better event and do better deals. And that's one thing we'll always do at the expos is do prices on seeds and special offers on seeds that are just unmatched anywhere else because what we're trying to do from a from business perspective is we want people that have invested a bunch of their money in a weekend turning up to an event like Spanabis or Product Earth we want them to feel like they've clawed back a little bit of the money that they've outlaid because I know as expensive as it is for us to attend these from a business side it's expensive from a patron side as well so i know that to spend 50 60 pound on a ticket for the weekend another couple hundred on like you eating and smoking and maybe another couple hundred on accommodation it could cost someone two three four even five hundred just basics on a turning up for the whole of product earth so if we can then do some crazy deals and someone can claw back a couple hundred euros on savings by getting their seeds at the event it makes everyone feel a little bit better and when they go home at the end of the expo rather than sitting in the house smoking a joint thinking fucking hell i've just done nothing but hemorrhage money on the weekend instead they come back home they have a good smoke reminisce pour out a bag full of fucking amazing buys new little fucking uh, like inventions they've managed to get some wholesale discount from someone on something that they wanted for a while but it was too expensive so they save some money there uh, they get some discount on some seeds so they save a bunch of money there and then all of a sudden that person's looking at it and they're thinking fucking hell that worked out all right i've managed to kind of break even off of that weekend and have the time of my life and meet a whole bunch of cool people and have a fun time i've shared some flavors with some different people people smoked a bunch of things that i didn't smoke up until then i've tried this strain that i wanted to i've got these seeds that i was really hoping to get and i got them for fucking half price plus i got these freebies and it's just a great feeling when people come back and they can do that at the end of an event rather than just feel like it was nothing but laying money out and getting fucked over for overpriced drinks and food and things like that so when it comes to product earth that's one of the things that i love about it is that there's good food good vibes and loads of good bargains for everyone to to get so i'm super excited for it i'm hoping i'm gonna see some incredible flour and extracts from all the people over there one of the most exciting things as a breeder is for when you turn up at these events and people come and show you the results of what they've grown and produced from the seeds that they got off of you previously so if you've got anything in mind and you come and see me I will swap seeds for flour and extract. So if you've got good things with my genetics, I will weigh you out with a bunch of seeds and love and appreciation if you come and gift me something. So let that be known if it wasn't already implied and kind of presumed. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's going to be one of the things I'm really looking forward to. 
I've got a couple of packs of uh, Nasha genetics over to some friends. So I'm hoping I'm going to have some good examples of some of their work ready for when we're there. Because, yeah, I'm super excited about some of those gushers crosses that they've done. And at the moment, they've just released another few crosses with the reversed fucking hardcore OG. They reversed the hardcore OG again and they hit it to cookies. uh, And that's just called cookies OG as makes sense as you can imagine and then they also hit the hardcore to the skittles cut to the purple punch cut and to the wedding cake i think it was was the was the last one yeah the wedding cake so yeah they've got wedding kush skittle og hardcore punch and cookie og so those are some of their new ones and by the time we get to Product Earth, they're going to have a whole bunch of crazy S1s and hybrids done with some of their new genetics. they got a crazy stable of genetics at the moment. I'm going to run through a bunch of them now because the lineup's pretty fucking wild. They've got the apples and bananas, which I'm super hyped about. That one, I'm... I'm really, really curious about, and I've seen some great work with that. So to see that one worked with and S1s and some of the hybrids is going to be cool. The Jealousy, I love the Jealousy. I've smoked a bunch of that recently, and I'm a big fan of that. So uh, I'm super curious about that one. And then there's the Gary Payton, which is hyped about. So that one I'm super curious. Then also they've got an Apple Mac. Apple Fritter, the Oreos, which is crazy frosty. That one's got a ridiculous look to it. So as far as bag appeal, I'm curious to see what that creates when it's hit with some of the other things. Uh, the Georgia Pie, which I also got a cut of them uh, off of them recently. Uh, I'm real curious about that one. Uh, it looks like a real good yielder and I've heard good things about the flavor on that one. So I'm curious about that one. The Cheetah Piss. That one I'm curious about as well, Cheetah Piss. They've got their Gushers, of course. They've got Ice Cream Cake. They've got Oolala. The Oolala, I actually got a cut of that one. So I'm curious about that one. Uh, Candy Rain, London Pound Cake 75, Peanut Butter Breath, which has always been quite a popular one in Barcelona. I'm not sure what cut they've got of that, but I'm curious to see what that one's like because I know my friend Jet Life BCA and he had a good cut of the peanut butter, peanut butter breath that he's worked with for a while. They've got a wedding crasher and then they've got a bunch of runts. They've got the original runts cut, they've got a white runts and they've got a pink runts. I got their runts cut off of them recently so I'm going to run that one soon. I think I'm going to do a limited little release. I think I'm going to hit a few of the cuts they gave me with one of my comeback Kush male selections. So that's what I think I'm going to do. The other things they've got is the biscotti. That one, I'm super, super a fan of. The biscotti smokes beautiful. That one, I'm going to get off them at some point and hit with a, with a comeback Cushmel. They've got the, the, the mochi. Is that how it's pronounced? Mochi, mochi, however it is. Uh, Cereal milk. They've got the Yahemi. They've got Blanco, Sunset Sherbet. Sunset Sherbet's just a favorite of mine. Always will be. Of all the hype cuts, all of the big Cali cuts, I think Sunset Sherbet is probably my favorite one. Uh, They've got pancakes, gelati, lemonati, the soap. I got a cut of the soap off of them. 
that one I'm going to run and see what she's like. Super curious about that one. I heard good things from a couple of people. So I'm glad to have got that one off of them. Uh, the lemon cherry gelato. They've got gelinade. Uh, of course, there's the hardcore OG. The hardcore OG is just a great cut. It's a, it's a real smart move of them getting a good baseline plant like the hardcore OG to reverse to a lot of these tropical exotic flavors because you're just combining gas to whatever the other flavor is so yeah the hardcore og they've managed to reverse that one beautifully and the work that they're doing and the fact that they've used that one as like a staple cross now is is an ex excellent addition to reversals to their gushers reversal which i'm also a fan of because i love the gelato 41 and the fact that there's a combination of triangle kush with it is the perfect kind of hit of gas and power. So, yeah, those two are great reversals. The other thing that they've got is Gelato 41, like I was saying. They've got the cut of it. Uh, they've got a banana cream cake cross jealousy. And they've got an ice cream cake cross animal mints as well. And I know they've got a bunch of other cool things coming as well. They're constantly trying to get like the latest fashion strain. So whatever's like the latest strain, they're going to have it and work on it through Nasha Genetics. And basically what we're trying to do is just get those ones to the people in all different kind of crazy new hybrids so that people can search for things like from the S1s of certain things, they can try and get cuts that are hard to attain. And then through the hybrids of the combinations of those hype cuts together, it gives you an opportunity to get something with those names that sell that people really want to hear that you that you're growing and that people are kind of demanding now from the consumer. But you're able to find something unique with the combinations of those strains. So that's going to be interesting to see what combinations and different things they put together. Like I said, uh, the Gelato Forty One and triangle kush with the gushers uh, that one's like an excellent one to mix into things because you're bringing that gelato flavor and tk is just a classic that will never get old to me uh, also i'm excited to say that i gave them a couple of my selections of the comeback kush so what we're going to do is we're going to do a couple of little uh, collabs using some of the reversals that they're doing so i'm excited to see what the comeback kush gets hit with and what kind of fun things we end up with from that project i gave them my number nine and my number 79 the number nine's got an incredibly interesting terp to it very unique and the number 79 is just super gassy and has just the most amazing bud structure super bag appeal really photogenic so yeah those two i am uh, excited about those getting a little bit of uh, the nasha genetics treatment and seeing what we come up with in the lab over there grow wise myself at the moment i've got a second round of the comeback cushion at the moment some of the ones that are flowering now aren't keepers but they they couldn't be eliminated straight away you know there's certain plants where you're like man 
if if I wasn't dealing with so many solid keepers here, so many standout plants, these other plants would still be things that you'd enjoy and want to keep around. But when you've run 80 seeds of the same strain, it means that certain ones that normally would be great and you'd keep around all of a sudden don't quite make the mark because there's another one that's slightly better yield, slightly easier to trim, slightly more tasty, and it just edges it out of the rotation but I, I never want to dismiss things that are, that still stood out until I've given them a second try just to make sure that they they don't shine more on the second run. So this second round is like, I think there's probably out of the 38 females that were in the last run, I think I've maybe got about 25 or 30 of those running again. And I think I've pretty much wheeled it down to about 10 keepers out of the 38 and those 10 keepers for the third round I will run just those 10 keepers and decide which ones I'm going to keep work with I'm passing them out already as it is I've decided like which ones are worthy of being kept around long term whether it's by myself or other people so I'm already starting to pass out certain phenos there's a bunch that I've kind of like earmarked as standouts uh, let me think there's the number nine which is incredible one of my good friends and someone who smokes a whole bunch of quality flour and I'm always happy to get her opinion Zoe uh, she come back to me and out of the I think it was out of the 71 the nine and the 79 I think it was the 71 that she liked but I'll have to make sure of that. But yeah, it's been so crazy because different people have been favoring different ones, but the standouts are number nine, number 15, number 79, number 77, number 57. Also, I've got a number 53 that's really nice. Number 15 was really nice. So those are the kind of standout ones. But then there was the number 28 was really nice. Uh, yeah, there's so many. When I start to think about it, number 11 reminded me of the truth. That one was really nice. There's just so many standout cuts. So some of the kind of the top 10 that I'm really like definitely sold on. Those are the ones that I'm going to pass out to people and I've already started to give those to to people and line up some people who are going to take those and I'm excited about seeing what other people do with them because I'll be honest with you my garden isn't the best environment I'm never happy with the results because as good as things are coming out the environment isn't completely dialed so I know it could be a lot better and it's always good to see it being grown out by some other friends and some people whose environment is a little bit more better dialed and they don't have the issues that I do with the restricted electricity and things like that because I don't steal my electricity so <laughs> that kind of means that you only have a limited amount of it and you've got to be careful what you're drawing so I don't have the luxury of having like 
bunch of lights, bunch of air conditioners and dehumidifiers running all times together at once. And yeah, it's quite a, it's quite a challenge. So I'm kind of working with limited resources as far as environmental control. And it will be nice to get a few friends in different environments and different grow styles because I've got some friends that are organic no-till growers and super talented at that and I'm excited about giving them like maybe three of my keepers and seeing which one they preferred the most and finding out their feedback so I'm definitely going to be doing that I think it's kind of if I was going to put it down at the moment just on the first round I think I'm kind of sold on the the 71 the nine and the 79 and the 77 is another one that was just so tasty as well so it's those four that kind of stand out but number 57 was special and probably one of the most photogenic as well so i can't dismiss that one and yeah there's so many others i like i feel bad about getting rid of plants do you know how hard it is when you're like i feel guilt about getting rid of a plant because you're not a bad plant i feel like i have to tell the plant like look you're not a bad plant the reason i'm not keeping you it ain't you it's me (laughs) i found a better one because you know what one of the things i've done is out of the mothers that i've had and decided aren't going to be kept around i've not cut them down I'm going to grow them out outdoors because that way I feel better about it. The idea of actually cutting the mothers down because they weren't keepers was too disrespectful. I'm like, no, you don't deserve that end to your life. Like you're too good a plant to just things to be snipping the mother plant and ending your life cycle there. None of the plants this round deserve that kind of treatment. So they've they've all been getting taken outside and the ones aren't being kept are going to get to flower out one last time and that will be the end of their life cycle because they've all been such good plants and impressed me so much that they get that level of respect that I'm going to give them that final that final chance to flower and finish on a on a high note rather than just being cold in the mother room so that probably sounds insane to some people, but that's how much I love the plants. That's how connected I feel to them, especially the comeback Kush, like Trudeau comeback Kush is holding two names at the moment because I can't dismiss one of them because, yeah, I'm kind of torn between the names. But yeah, the comeback Kush, aka Trudeau, because it's a combination of my two flagship strains, the Truth and Chem Valley Cooks, the strains that have won me Spanabis and High Times Awards, it has even more of a special place in my heart. And having it being the, the first run that I've done since having Hoplate and Viroid and having such wonderful results, I'm so happy and grateful and thankful of the strain. And I'm so like respectful of all of the plants for giving me such good results that I I couldn't disrespect them and just cut them down in such a brutal fashion so yeah I'm going to be flowering a few of them outdoors this year and you know what will end up happening is that I'll end up regretting 
not keeping some of them but it, it gets to the point where you just got to get rid of plants at some point because it's just too much it's like when there's only slight intricacies between them you really have to just look for certain factors that mean you can keep one and get rid of the other and you got to whittle those numbers down and it's just one of those challenges that exist and uh, in a, in a sense it's because the results have been so consistent and so good that I'm faced with such a headache sometimes it's a bit easier when there's like just one or two standout plants but because I've done 80 seeds it's meant that there are lots of standouts and one of the things that kind of made me happy is that you know if in my mind I've looked at it and I thought about if it was every 15 seeds the numbers of keepers kind of fall into every bracket of meaning every pack of seeds that I popped had a keeper so you know if I'd have just popped one pack of seeds number nine was a keeper if I would have popped the second pack of seeds only number number 11 was a keeper number 15 was a keeper you know like there's certain numbers all the way through like 25 28 those were good number 48 was good number 53 was good like all the way through the numbers there were keepers so it just kind of shows that although i grew out 80 i guarantee if you grow out one pack you'll find something good and another way to attest that is one of the growers that's recently grown it out who i posted on my instagram recently this is one of the things i'm super proud of at the moment is i'm real lucky that i gave some seeds to burner of cookie fame and he's put some of those seeds into the hands of some incredible growers and some guys uh, called earth rhythm if you check out the instagram page you can see i've tagged them lots it's underscore earth rhythm and these guys have grown out a pack of the trudeau aka comeback kush and they also grew out a pack of britney and the results that they got like these guys are fucking wizards in the grow room the results are insane and i always say selection is art when it comes to growing and these guys have got a way to make things shine and to spot winners because they've found a keeper of the comeback kush true dough that looks just fucking outstanding standing and they've made it look better than any of the ones that i've just grown out and that's just an, an a, like a testament to how well they're growing in those environments and what a fucking skilled team they've got you can just see by the people that's involved with that operation and how everyone talks that they are fucking in it for the love and they are fucking just doing outstanding work outstanding selections and to to have them run my work just just fills me with pride because they're surrounded by all of the best genetics in the world they've got access to everything and they've grown out my genetics and they've sh shown that it can shine and stand alongside the best of the best and the most sought after genetics from california so for them to be impressed with my work and to find keepers is just incredible if anyone hasn't seen the couch lock network that burn is now doing make sure that you check it out i know there's a lot of people out there that hate on burner i'm gonna say it right now i like burner 
the guy has always done nothing but show me love and respect. I met him back in 2012 when I was unheard of to anyone. I was at the high times. I had some Girl Scout cookie bud. We got connected by some people. And since then, he has always been nothing but respectful, polite, loving to me, giving me props, giving me like shout outs. And everyone that I've known that's been around him, he's been the same way. And sometimes the internet can get people thinking different things and people can just take little snippets and take it out of place. And people can hate when people are being successful. But if anyone cares in my opinion i can only say that burner is a good guy and the, the interactions i've had with him have always been good is he perfect no has he made mistakes in the past maybe portrayed himself in ways that people weren't a fan of maybe but he's an evolving person if you look at him and look at the way he's developed and and grown as a person and in business and in life he's you've got to give him respect for what he's done on a business level and what he's done on a personal level and what kind of person he is he's a good dad he he loves his dogs he loves cannabis and if you can't take inspiration from someone who's been such a success in an industry that is booming and that has done so many different things to different parts of the industry, whether it be merchandising, whether it's glow trays, whether it's little stash jars, this invention, that invention, they've done incredible things on a marketing level. And some things have been hit, some things have been missed, hit that people will will criticize for the for the fuck ups and mistakes that happen with the genetics, with the candy raindrops and all of that. At the end of the day, people make mistakes. But if you own up to your mistakes and you can come back and bounce back from it, it shows strength for character and it shows courage and it shows fucking that you're, that you're willing to learn from your mistakes. Because one of the things that Bern has done is worked with breeders now. He's gone out and he's found other quality breeders. He's teamed up with other people. You can see he's done things with Jay Breezy through Seed Junkie. He's done things with Chris through Compound. He's teamed up with lots of people. And that's the kind of, that's, that's a testament to him as a person to learn from the mistakes and to adapt and to then go out and search people out. And I take it as a compliment that he's looked to me for genetics and asked me for my seeds. So when I was given an opportunity to send him seeds, I sent him a bunch of cool shit and a bunch of exclusive stuff as well. So now a year or so later, no, maybe two, three years it might have been since I gave him this. No, I think maybe a year or two it's been. I've given him those seeds and I've just been patient and now I'm seeing the, seeing the results from that and I've got to thank him and just be eternally grateful for that. And yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the, the new show that he's done. Uh, it's called In The Bag and that's where they reviewed one of the, one of, 
the Britney Finos, the Earth Rhythm of Selected. So it was amazing to see people appreciate my flower like that. It was amazing to hear that he wants to educate the market and show them some old school flavors and some different effects from cannabis. These, This is so good to hear. It's like, it's amazing that someone who's got the ability to shape the market and whose word means so much to so many people that he is looking outside of the, the modern exotics and that he's looking to breeders like myself who do things outside of the box and who have their own lane and that he's looking to show people that and to bring that to the public and bring that to the mainstream so as much as any anyone want might want to criticize him I would like to show some respect, some gratitude and some thanks to Berna for putting my genetics to the right people, to showing people what it can be grown to, to the level it can be grown to, and also reviewing it and showing people and the market what, what I'm about. So big shout to Berna and check out that episode of what's in the bag on the couch lock network on youtube and i am gonna team up with those guys and do some content for them and get some cool things going on from europe so that i can kind of help give some of the american market a little insight into what we've got going on over here so expect some cool collaborations not only on a genetic level but on a on a media level too and expect to see a lot more of my work being given shine in America and on the West Coast and on menus like the cookie menu and things like that. Brittany is a beautiful strain and a lot of people are going to start to realize now thanks to Berna giving it some shine and it's all about who's got the skills to grow it out and find those killer phenos because I'll be honest with you there are some phenos that just don't have the bag appeal that's essential for today's market and you'll notice that on that episode Berner and that mentioned that the bag appeal isn't up to the standard of the modern Cali strains the exotics but there are phenotypes that do bridge the gap because when you think about what a Thai chocolate tie looks like and then when you look at a lot of hazes and when you compare it to the pheno of britney the earth rhythm have selected their pheno is fucking beautiful it may not be on the level of modern exotics but when you compare to hazes and things that are in the same bracket as the britney it is way way higher on the bag appeal level and it does have a look that will fucking catch people's eye if they know what they're looking for so yeah i'm super excited to see what phenos are found from people now there's been a few people that have posted pictures and contacted me recently that have got incredible phenos of the britney uh, they haven't done their final selection yet but I can see from the pictures that they've got those standout, more resinous, tighter budded, 
more bag appeal kind of leaning phenos. So if it comes with the right high and the right flavors and smells, they should hopefully have some serious keepers that can contend with the Earth Rhythm Cup because that one that they've got there is fucking off the chain. I am fucking blown away by the, the, the quality and the standard that they grew it to. So yeah, I'm super proud about that. And I'm going to make sure that they get a whole bunch more of my genetics to work with. And anyone that is interested in my genetics, if you're in America, check out Seeds Here Now. Seeds Here Now are my main American distributor and they have got some incredible deals on. They've always got my genetics in stock. And if they haven't, they've got it on route. So check them out. You can get a lot of my stuff from them. And if there's anything that is missing from them, give me a shout and I will make sure that I get stock to them as soon as possible. And yeah, basically keep me updated with all your pheno hunts. Let me know what you're looking through. Um, uh, I'm kind of seeing a big lean towards some cheese terps again. I think that the Exodus Valley, that one's going to blow up soon. There's a whole kind of shout for cheese terps again. And the fact that the Exodus Valley kind of bulks up yields and gives it crazy bag appeal means that you get those cheese terps, but it's got the 2020 bag appeal vibe to it. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what, what the future holds as far as what's going to, what's going to come back. I've got a few things in line for my own projects, things that I want to dig out of the vault and start popping again. I've got some terp life which is Terpzilla cross SFV chem. I want to bring those back out. I want to start some broadleaf black, pop a bunch of those again. And also I'm looking to get some elites from an old friend, an old IC mag friend of mine is going to hook up some special cuts amongst those is uh, the granddaddy purple, I want to get the old triangle kush back. I want to get the GDP. I'm also going to get a very special blueberry cut that's been held since the late 90s, I believe. Some some special sativas, a couple of real, real cool things like the Brothers of Eternal Love, Malawi. I want to get that one. Uh, the Congolese I might even get at some point. Yeah, there's just so many dope cuts. I'm very lucky that I've got incredible friends through IC Mag and once you've earned your stripes in that circle of people and carried yourself correctly and maintained some fucking uh, credibility and maintained your integrity then it opens up a world of incredible genetics and one of the things that I'll be honest with you I've kind of been slacking on recently is bringing in the latest cuts and trying to grow them out and seeing what they're like. And even if I don't work with them, I'm going to grow out some of the new hype things because I've got access to them. And without sounding big headed, I've got like some of the best access of anyone in the world to all of the genetics that everyone goes crazy for. And I've been in my own lane so much that I've kind of not paid attention to a lot of these other things and I'm never going to change from what I'm doing. But at the same time, I'm still 
intrigued about some of these new things. So that's why now you're going to see me pulling in a lot more cuts than I used to. And a lot of the time, they're just going to go straight to my friends at Nasha Genetics and they're going to do some crazy stuff with them. And through the projects that I do with them, we're going to learn about all the like super hype combinations and what new things we can bring out and yeah just enjoy the the latest greatest flavors because yeah even if if even if, like i said even if i don't breed with them long term i'd like to do some limited edition things and i'll probably do some crazy limited edition deals and give them away as freebies where i kind of breed with some hype cuts but rather than spend the time on growing them out and testing them and selling them i'll just give them away as freebies to people that want to do it themselves and grow them out and then that way when someone offers me a brand new cut that people are losing their minds over i'll just pollinate it with my selection of comeback kush and then those seeds i'll give away free with my other strains so you can just buy any pack of seeds and you'll get a free pack of whatever the latest hype is crossed to my comeback kush mail so that that's kind of how i'm going to do things going forward just to, to keep things interesting and also have like some new hype things and some new classic elites that are coming up on the scene mixed into the into the back catalog but it won't be like I said, official releases that I name and test, it will literally just be whatever the cut is, crossed with, comeback kush, no name given, untested, given away free. And then the cuts will be given to my friends at Nasha and they will do crazy S1s and reversals and some crazy feminized hybrids. I'll give them my comeback cushions as well to mix in with the reversals that they do. So we'll have a lot of fun things with those cuts. And another thing that I'll be doing is making sure that the homies at Cream Genetics get some of these cuts so that they can keep working them into the auto flowers. Because as anyone who's grown auto flowers knows, the auto flowers are hit and miss when it comes to getting the terps right. Because the auto flower terp that's essentially in the genetics that makes it an auto flower is very dominant. So every time you do a different type of auto flower, and you mix different genetics in you're kind of learning how well it's going to work so at the moment i've got some of their mac autos and their sunset sherb auto started and i'm going to start some of the purple punch and i think maybe there was a gelato one i can't remember exactly but they've got a few amazing auto flowers and i'm super excited to find out what ones are the real winners because yeah, when it comes to auto flowers, getting a little harvest out early season is incredible over here in Barcelona. And if you're in the UK and you've got an opportunity to do some outdoors, an auto flower grow early on is incredible. I would recommend to anyone like do a little auto flower grow. Whether it's good enough to smoke flower-wise, maybe every plant isn't. That's the reality of auto flowers because if you're used to indoor, like regular plants then an auto flower may well be a little bit of a disappointment to you but 
if you're thinking about it from the perspective of it's better than nothing and you can turn it to hash and make grade A incredible hash rosin out of your auto flowers, that's how I look at it. That's how everyone I know who runs auto flowers looks at it. It's for that extra crop that you do before you can do anything normal. So when it comes to regular season, do some other things, put some other fems down, get some other stuff. But early season, throw down some auto flowers get a little fucking hash harvesting early and you'll be super happy with it and i can't wait to find out which ones of these really stands out i got a lot of hopes for the sunset sherbet one because it's one of my favorite terps and also the mac because it's so resinous so the way i look at it is i've started popping the mac and the sunset sherbet autos from cream genetics because those two combined are going to make some good yields and some good terps so i'll just mix all of the plants wash the lot and then press it and turn it to hash rosin so i'm expecting good yields and amazing terps when that's all mixed together so lots of hope for that and going forward when i get some crazy new hype cuts in i'm going to make sure that they get them so that we can mix some of those things into the auto flower lines and see what what really mixes well and what stands out and shines and then next season just grow more of the ones that are standouts I've got mine on my roof as always. That's like a, a prime spot. I've been super slack getting my outdoor garden sorted this year, but I finally got some of those down in the ground, uh, germinated them, had a hundred percent germination on all of the stuff from cream genetics. I put those outside in some monkey soil and yeah, they've uh, come up nice. They have already started growing their first set of proper leaves, looking super healthy. And yeah, I need to have a good little tidy up on the rooftop, make sure that everything's ready so that I can start putting things out there. I'm going to keep things nice and short so the auto flowers aren't going to be put into big pots. They're going to be kept in smaller, maybe 10 or 25 litre pots so that they're short, stocky little plants because I can't have too much height on the rooftop because yeah, my neighbour cut down their tree and it opens up the view to my rooftop. So now I have to be more respectful of the height that the plants get to. And I've kind of been crazy in the past and had them a bit taller. So yeah, that's something I got to be super conscious of this year. And as far as plants going in the ground, I'm a bit late on that as well. So I'm hoping that my good friend, the weed wizard is going to come up and help me clear the garden soon. He is literally a fucking wizard when it comes to the garden so having him help me gets me motivated and will help me get it all sorted and ready and yeah in good condition so that I'm looking forward to I've got a, a bunch of comeback kush that I'll probably just put outside there and maybe a few fem seeds I might pop. I think I'm going to throw down a few Nasha genetic seeds outdoors this year because, yeah, there's a couple that are super exciting to me. I want to grow the G41 and, yeah, there's a couple of others, but the G41's the main one and the G cubed and the, the what was the other one? The... Yeah, I can't even remember. There was a few different ones that I wanted to pop because, yeah, 
that makes some fucking incredible hash at the end of the season and I'm going to light dip a couple of plants so that I can smoke the flower mid-season so yeah I'm going to I'm going to do some cool shit with their stuff so keep an eye on my page because I'll be documenting a bunch of that and testing some of their things for myself firsthand one of the things I wanted to talk about, which is super fucking cool, I'm going off onto a slight tangent now, but you'll notice one thing about this podcast is that there's often very little direction and I just ramble and ramble in way different different directions and a whole bunch of different subjects. So I'm going to veer onto something that I was really, really impressed with and something I can't wait to go back to. And that is the Chilean Glass Gallery. Barcelona, which is inside RDM, which is one of the cannabis social clubs in Barcelona, or should I say now, the social clubs in Barcelona, because there's no such thing as cannabis social clubs anymore. The government have decided that it's no longer uh, licenses for cannabis social clubs, just social clubs. So yeah, RDM is an amazing club really beautiful place it is one of the places that actually has a lot of events and a lot of activities and facilities to be a real social club and treats their members like members and not customers so that's why i've got a lot a lot of love for that place and you can find the comeback kush on the menu at rdm they had the number 15 i think and number 71 if i remember correctly but yeah anyway they, they've got good taste in flour and picked out a couple of standout finos so they've got some of my comeback kush on their menu and also in the basement of the club they've got what is the chilean glass gallery which is absolutely insane. I was fucking blown away. I've seen some pictures. I've seen some videos. I knew they had some cool shit there, but I never had any idea of what a fucking Aladdin's cave of heady glass that was. It is literally just insane. Uh, I, there were so many glass pieces from artists that I've followed for years and that are just some of my all-time favorites so to see them in one place in Barcelona on display was mind-blowing I, I was I wasn't in the like I didn't have the most time I was in a bit of a rush so I literally just made a quick video and bounced but next time I go there I'm gonna go through every last piece what I might try and do is do an episode from the glass gallery so I'm gonna sit down uh I wish I had the video recording equipment. That's one of the things I'm going to do soon. Do you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to do like a special seed pack or something. Uh, I'm going to get like 10 special seed packs together to try and generate some money so that I can buy a little camera or something so that I can actually do video content. Because what I want to do is I want to do an episode from the glass gallery where we get a bunch of the glass out and give like some shine to the artist and show you what's available in Europe. Because I don't think people even realize that this stuff's here to see, let alone buy. So I would love to do some fucking some footage from there and do an episode from there and one of the things I really need to figure out is 
doing video footage. So yeah, I think that's one of the things I'm going to do soon, guys. So expect some kind of raffle or seed deal or something special coming up soon so that I can generate some funds so that I can get a camera to record. I need to look into what I need so I can get some good quality visuals so that I can take video of bud and things like that and flowers and also get good sound quality so yeah i'm gonna look into that guys i'm rambling thinking about shit i'm having an open discussion with you about stuff that i should just be looking at when i finish this episode rather than talking about it but yeah when the time comes if you're in a position to help and you want to help support the podcast and you would like to see some video content and some video interviews with people then please do help uh with the fundraising because yeah one of the things i want to do is get some portable recording equipment and video equipment so that i can start doing some interviews in clubs uh do things at chilean glass see some of the glass that's available there and just speak to some more people on on the move and have some interviews with people find out what things people are smoking what what things growers are growing start to connect with some of the growers in barcelona in the city more i'm looking to team up with some some clubs like rdm and places that my flower is available and do some episodes from their clubs give some shine to some of the growers that are on their menus so that some of the local growers who are doing things passionately can get some shine and get some attention here in barcelona because sadly there's a there's a market at the moment uh, that is saturated by what i would consider to be fake cali imports put into fake cali bags and sold to an unsuspecting public who think they're getting something wonderful when in reality they're getting things that wouldn't pass the pesticide and fungicide tests have been sprayed with no end of poisons like eagle 20 to fight powder and mildew and are now being put into fake bags and sold a dream and thinking that they're getting team 10's latest release when in fact team 10 are doing so well in america that their stuff is selling out and moving so well that the idea that every club in barcelona has got it is just fucking retarded and that goes the same with all of the big brands these big brands they have a finite amount of material to bag up and sell and there's only so much that gets out so when you see all of these clubs with hundreds of bags available of all of the top brands you have to question it because the idea that they can get hundreds of those bags from a retail outlet that only has a few hundred lights and trust me if you've got a few operations with only a couple of hundred lights and you're selling in a legal market that goes very fast i've seen small amounts move amongst circles of 20 people and not get outside that 20 people so when it comes to these 200 light grows 600 like six operations even and they've got 1200 lights it's like when you're selling to a massive market that doesn't go far so don't think that you're getting all of these top brands like team 10 doja packs fucking fidelis all of these different things 
you don't get large amounts. So when it comes like the Fidelis, for instance, those pre-roll things, when you get those in a club, they're going to be expensive as fuck because he sells out in America. They sell out fast. So if you find a club that's got those, you know that they're real because those things aren't imitated at the moment and they sell out so fast that if you're lucky enough to get them, they're going to pay a fucking high price for them because they're sought after. But when it comes to a lot of the flour, it's so sought after that what happens is it sells out. You might find two or three clubs in the city that have got the real deal but then for every one club that's got the real deal there's 30 clubs that have got the fake one and that are selling a fake dream of california flower and they're just selling shitty stuff that isn't going to impress no one and people are paying over the odds for and because they're a new uneducated market they don't even realize so they're just happy with what they get and because of that market it's meant that the local growers are not getting the respect that they should and their their flowers aren't valued how they should be so one of the things i want to do going forward is show people what is available in barcelona from the local farmers from the local producers from the passionate people that do selection themselves that grow out their own things and are able to make something shine rather than just cash in on a hype cut and the name that comes with it because there are people out here that are doing that but it's just very niche and we need to give a shine to those people again and we need to give these people the respect and from someone like myself who's a breeder i'm definitely fucking doing that from a self-preservation perspective as well because i need people that are passionate growers and that are willing to show that they can do selection and bring elite selections to the table because i've said it and i'll say it again the feeling of selecting a plant that you put out that people want to smoke and people want to grow themselves is infinitely more pleasing than growing out a hype cut trust me it's possible to grow things good enough that people just can't turn it down but we need to get back to that market where people buy based on the quality they're presented with not the branding that they're presented with branding's important but let's make sure people are educated enough to know that if the branding doesn't match the quality not to go back to that brand blindly let's make sure that people know what quality is and know that the source that they're getting it from is legit so that they can actually have a a gauge as to what quality is and know when they're getting burnt and then know that the farmers that they're getting stuff from who are doing good work are valuable and that they should see the respect in what work they are doing and understand that something doesn't need a name but if you look at the grower and you see they're a conscientious passionate grower that should be what sells you on on flower that should be the thing that makes you try things because burner's gonna educate a lot of people on the new generation if he does go through with what he's saying and put something like britney onto the menu of cookies because people will buy it because he will brand it 
beautifully. He will put it out in a way that people who would never have tried it will try it. And then if they get a feeling that they've never got from cannabis that they fall in love with, if they get flavors that they never tasted before and fall in love with it, then they will go forward with a more open mind and, and a sense to try other genetics rather than just the exotics that exist in the modern era. So that's one of the things I'm, I'm curious about seeing and seeing if it does transpire and seeing if we can get people back to that enjoyment of highs and for people to think about more than just a bag of pill and for people to like enjoy the feeling of cannabis it's like let's make cannabis make you feel something again let's have that permagrin high let's have people giggling let's have people laughing to themselves walking down the street with a big fucking smile on their face and everything about life just feeling better because they smoked a big fatty of some beautiful sativa hybrid that just wraps them in a warm blanket of comfort and gives them this euphoric feeling and energized vibe that's what i want to give people that's what i want to bring back to cannabis as well as true medicinal value value medicinal value that just warms people that takes away pain that that gives people an appetite when they're going through so much nausea let's let's get things that are really helping and people i want everything to taste good i want everyone to enjoy it i want people to recreationally enjoy it but but trust me even if you're recreationally enjoying cannabis the feelings it gives you and the medicinal values that it possesses can give you so much and those are the things that I want people to feel and yeah I think that I can I can do things with Nasher genetics with the latest greatest things that everyone wants but also blend in the land races and the line work that I'm doing at True Canna Genetics so that we can bring some of those feelings back so we can bring some of that vigor back to the to the gene pool so that we can bring back some new terps some old terps so that we can combine those with the great euphoric feelings with the real narcotic medicinal feelings so that we can go through things like the the nepalese seeds that nasha genetics have been storing for years these guys have got connections with with different farmers and different villages in Nepal in the, on the Himalayas where they've met these people and they've sourced hash from them for years and years and also selected different seeds from them and these seeds have got super high levels of CBG and other things so these are the kind of things that are like magical 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 cannabinoids from magical genetics from magical places that have so much potential so i'm excited about some of the collabs that we're going to be able to do and one like i said i i i'm gonna mix in a whole bunch of different things now but i'm gonna stay true to myself and still do all of my lion breeding do all of my my land race work the reality of the situation is by by working with some of the modern stuff and the uh, hype stuff that's around, it will allow me to do my passion projects with the land race stuff and on a medicinal side of things and lime breeding and heirloom and mixing and blending those things in together and separately. And yeah, that, that's the key thing for me is balance because I'm having to adapt with the market and try and 
do different things but sustain my integrity and my own passion projects because I feel like long term those are going to pay off but short term I got to think about putting fucking food on the table and keeping a roof over my head so balance is a fine thing and it's a tumultuous market at the moment is that the word i just use tumultuous and kind of i'm not even sure if that is a word but i've like used it real casual there i should have just glossed over it and hoped that no one noticed but i'm gonna have to look that one up after because yeah there if that is a word it describes i think how the current market is for both seed and flour so it's uh it's definitely choppy at the moment and something that needs to be looked at and you gotta you gotta evolve with the times and i feel like i'm doing that and i'm having a lot of fun doing it so yeah exciting times lots in the pipeline and um uh yeah looking forward to catching up with people when it when i'm at the expos so product earth make sure that you are coming if you're in the uk no excuses come and see me man uh, i don't get back often and i would love to see everyone so make sure that you make an effort to come and visit at product earth and catch up with me and have a good smoke and yeah uh I think this is about the end of the episode. I just looked at the time and figured out like, oh, fuck, I've actually been rambling on over an hour already. I'm trying to think if I fucking covered everything. I think I pretty much have, haven't I? Yeah, do you know what? No, I haven't. I, I forgot to say that the other thing that I'm doing at the moment is I'm doing a little tent uh, with just organic head stash. I'm uh, doing a Florin Organics if, let me make sure I'm pronouncing that right. I always fucking floorganics. Floorganics it is. I'm so fucking bad with pronunciations. My German homie, floorganics. It's a super soil mix. So basically, it's one of those super soil mixes where you just add it to the soil and feed nothing but water. I used it once before outdoors a few years back and fucking had the most insane results with my feminized true love that I done in pots on the rooftop. If anyone can remember that, it's what I use for the photo on the advertising i think now or at least i did at some point but yeah the floor organics it's f-l-o-r-g-a-n-i-c-s dot d-e the instagram the company name's floorganics so it's f-l and then organics floorganics and this is a german brand of super soil it's dope as fuck and i'm doing a little soil tent with just 12 plants in it some of my comeback kush keepers i think i've got the 71 the 53 the 57 and a few others in there and yeah i'm super excited about it i'm uh, using monkey soil so those guys are great i'm using half of it is their bat mix uh, like a guano mix soil and the other half is just their light mix so i'll be able to do a kind of side by side and see how those compare and i'm literally just feeding nothing but water is all i'm doing is getting ro water adding like 10 percent of uh, tap water just to stabilize the ph and that's all i've been feeding them and they are looking incredible a picture of health i did a massive defoliation the other day and uh yeah they are looking a bit sparse at the moment, but they're weak to a flowering and should bounce back in no time. So I'll throw up some photos of that. And I'm super curious how the Terps are going to compare to the other room, which is being fed 
uh, Emerald Harvest Nutrients, which I got at Spanabis. Real nice guy from Emerald Harvest Nutrients gave me a bunch of nutrients. So I've used that for this round. I'm running low on it, so I'm not sure if I'm going to make it to the very end fully with that nutrient. I may have to add something else, but it's going to be touch and go. So I'm not actually sure at the moment. Fingers crossed I can get to like week six, seven, and then just start to flush and not have to worry about feeding with a different nutrient for the last week or anything like that but yeah i let the plants grow a little bit bigger than i expected for the small for the smallest ones to be ready it meant the biggest ones got a bit bigger than i would have wanted because it was all different kinds of cuts from the from the last round so I ended up vegging a little bit longer than I expected and plants got a bit taller means I've used a bit more nutrient than I planned and I'm running a little bit low on the emerald harvest nutrients but I will have a comparison of some phenotypes grown with emerald harvest nutrients and some grown organic soil so that'll be fun and also another thing that I'm going to do is with the nutrients in the cocoa room in the main flower room one of the cuttings what i'm going to do is i'm going to flush everything for 21 days as normal but i'm going to choose three plants to not flush until seven days before harvest and then three of the plants i'm only going to flush for seven days and then i'm going to do some blind taste test where i have three different phenos each one grown with a three-week flush and a one-week flush and then i'm going to do smoke tests blind smoke tests on all three phenos one and three-week flushes to see if people can tell the difference and see which ones people prefer because i keep seeing all these fucking people posting papers that they've read about flushes aren't necessary and it's like i don't give a fuck what a piece of paper says i've never smoked off of fucking documents i smoke my own flowers and make judgments off of my own like experience over someone what someone else tells me so it's like i can't keep seeing all of these posts from people without actually doing a side by side and testing it out for myself and i don't want to do it with just one plant and one pheno so i'm going to do three different phenos six plants each one will be one week flush and a three week flush and then we will do tests with people and see which is better which is tastier which smokes nicer and we will see if there's a difference in the whiteness of the ash and we will see a whole bunch of different factors and compare them so that's something i'm looking forward to doing to finally figure out once and for all is a flush necessary or not because i think it may be very different depending on what medium you're using whether you're in soil or cocoa i think there's a whole bunch of factors involved but as far as this run i'm going to do a little side by side to find out so keep an eye out for that and yeah mention it to me so i don't forget I need to make a note on my notebook so that I don't fucking forget to do that. But yeah, that's one of my plans. And I think that's, uh, that covers everything at the moment. If I, if I think of anything else, it'll be on the next episode because yeah, I've been slacking. So I really do need to do another episode. I'm going to tie this one up here. Say goodbye to you all. Let me look for the little fucking button. Let me just go bing, bang, boom. Throw together a fucking quick outro. 
oh shit, I fucked this up completely. We gave you a live insight. Bing, bidi, boom, I'm taking forever. Let's get this outro. All right. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I will try and get another episode done ASAP. I'm going to do an episode about keeping mother plants and selections in general. So get ready for that episode. Keeping mothers, doing selections, taking clones, how to keep track of everything, all of that good stuff. That's going to be in the next episode. What else are we going to be talking about? Send me some suggestions. Give me some ideas. I know people are always telling me, and by the time I get to doing an episode, I've forgotten and lost track of where I was told. So hit me up on the on Instagram, on the True Canacast page. Uh, check out the True Cannabis page for regular little posts in the story and little updates here and there but no flower pictures for flower pictures you have to check out the true canna gallery true canna genetics gallery is it fucking hell you check it's, it's there you can figure it out true canna genetics gallery Some, that's it I think I hate that I had to start a new fucking page for photos but I can't risk losing the true cannabis page so I had to be done uh, yeah guys lots of love to you all till next time Adios, stay high.